What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from Chris Hatcher Estates in lovely but chilly LaGrange, North Carolina. It's Friday, March 31st in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 833 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Let me tell you something. we got another fun show for you today. Joining me on the Spence Automotive Guest Line in about 15 minutes or so is going to be our regular Friday visitor on the show. He's a knower of all things NASCAR, NHL, Carolina Hurricanes, and much, much more. It's Paul Whittington. He's going to help us take a look back at last week's NASCAR Cup race at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. We're going to preview this week's uh, race, which is in Richmond, and then see what the Carolina Hurricanes are doing and much, much more. But as I said earlier, we are live and on location from the true from the true smoke barbecue third annual spring fling at Chris Hatcher Estates here in Lagrange. Uh, here with me right now is the co-founder of the uber popular. I guess I can, the, the very popular <laughs> the uber popular true smoke barbecue uh, page on Facebook. He was the uh, the found one of the, I guess founder co-founder of this yes. event the uh, spring fling. It's my good friend David Watkins. Uh, good morning, how sir. How you doing? I'm doing good, doing dude. Good. This, Glad to have you here. Every, you know, we did it last, uh, we did it back in October. Yeah, that right? was our first time live, I think, wasn't it? It was our first time live was we did the uh, the the barbecue event. What was it you call it? The, uh, the smoke the out. out. Yep. The smoke out. The smoke out. Sorry, dude. That's the brain's right. not right. working <laughs> this early this morning. We'll get some food over here, hopefully. <laughs> dude, this is crazy. Just looking around. I mean, you guys started, I guess, I, the official national anthem and everything this, is this morning, this morning yep, we're going to be morning. doing that but uh it's crazy all the people how many people are already out here uh, i would say at least 300 <laughs> just camping now that's camping yeah <laughs> so and, and you know thursday we used the first couple of events we didn't even do with thursday yep. then we were like well we'll let people start coming in on thursday the next thing you know we're having all kind of stuff then we throw a competition in on thursday yeah. the pizza thing last year and Yep. You yourself were a part I, of that. Uh, I gained about seven pounds that <laughs> night. Not complaining one bit. Well it was awesome. It, well it was absolutely it. well worth it. And yep. uh, But it's just crazy. I mean, now this is probably the fourth event I've been to that I personally have been to. Uh-huh. And it gets bigger and bigger and this bigger is our every eighth year. Event. Yep. Our eighth event in three years. This is crazy. The page started in 2019. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. And then Thursday night we had, our, uh, we had a stew competition last night. And uh, a tipsy bottle frisbee tournament that was pretty good, but um, tell everybody what that is because I had to look that up and see what that like was. It's like two posts that are a certain distance apart with a, a plastic bottle on top, balanced, and two people stand on the other side, on either side. It's two teams, like you have B and you would play another yeah. team, and uh, you take the frisbee and you try to throw it and knock the bottle off. And I think that you can you can catch the frisbee, and I don't really know. I think you don't have to take a drink yeah but uh it's it's tipsy it's a drinking game is what it is so you got to have a drink in your hand the whole time uh, dude and, you have to which makes your frisbee go all different places and you're <laughs> there's only two poles out there but these guys said they were seeing four and five poles <laughs> dude that's the thing that is just the craziest about this and again david i hope i i did introduce you right david yeah, Watkins. Yeah, okay yes, i just yes, want to make sure yes. i said the co-founder and all that but i couldn't remember if i said your name or not but david Watkins. yeah uh by the way just and i'll say this every single time i have you on there the golden pipes man yeah. You got the golden pipes, dude. Oh, thank you, man. You thank really you. do. You, you know what? If you ever get out of the business that you're in, that you do for real life yeah. or the true smoke thing, dude, you could really go into radio, and I think you would have a successful career, dude. Wow. I really do. I have to think about that. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, consider that. If you need an agent, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know uh, a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. How proud are you? And, I mean, this is something I – this is the easiest question I ask you every single year, but but it's a, it's a, I think it's a very valid and a good question. 
I mean, as I'm sitting here and I'm just looking around at all the vehicles and all the campers and everybody hooked up out here. Yeah. How pr- when you when this thing started, when you started True Smoke Barbecue, you and uh, your partner Greg, Greg, yep. in 2019, any idea in the wide, wide world of sports it would it would evolve into this? No, sir. We we had no idea. We just wanted to start a smoking and grilling page to help people out um, and to probably help us out too. Yeah. And 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 that's what we did. And then as the year went on, we started talking about everybody getting together because we built a family. Mm-hmm. A community started coming together because by December we had. Not almost a thousand members. We started in August on by December. We had almost a thousand members, but I was hitting it hard, man, trying to grow it. I was yeah. promoting it like crazy. And, uh, and then we started getting around June of 2021. People were like, Hey, all this stuff we see, why can't we all come together? Because it's mostly a Eastern North Carolina, mm-hmm. but we are worldwide, worldwide all the way into Australia. So, That's crazy. uh, and, and I'm so proud, Brian, I, I, I was sitting here literally last night when things were winding down. I actually made a post about it, and it's just I was looking at the venue, and I almost kind of got in my feelings a little bit, man. You know, I was like, uh, ha- hey, you Hatcher. know, that's that's what the kids say, <laughs> getting in your feelings. But Hatcher and Parker's came up, and I was like, y'all, I'm kind of in my feelings. And Hatcher was like, what, man? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Giving me a hard time. So, but I just looked around, and I, and I was looking and seeing what was what was going on. I'm like, wow. I remember the first event; things were totally different. Everything was focused on that end, and mm-hmm. there was just as many people. But uh, now we have the building that was donated by the Suttons that we were allowed to. That's where our judging. And now we have a huge 7x7 seven seven pit mm-hmm. that we cooked a steer in at the smokeout that was all donated. And everything here is donated. That's why we don't charge nothing for you to come out here and compete. If you want to compete, bring the meat that you want to compete in. Have it turned in in the turn. There's no sign-up. There's no... Uh, there's no processing, no fee, no nothing. It's unheard of. It's unheard of. I don't know another venue, another uh, event like this that happens that they don't charge you something if nothing but parking. Yeah. So you don't even have to, you don't have to pay to enter our competitions. And when you get a prize, we got prizes. It's just prizes. It's lots. You have to have someone come help you carry it off. Yeah. And all this is donated by sponsors. I pay for nothing. I don't get anything, but I, uh, other than the satisfaction, that's invaluable. Yeah. You know, so uh, I just but just look. Uh, I mean, gosh, <laughs> it's amazing. It really is. It's so impressive that this community has come together. This, and I'm not talking about the community of Lagrange, which I guess we can thank them too. But I'm talking yeah. about this community of of smokers and grillers and, and yep. folks that just want to help each other. And I mean, and in this day and age, dude, it's 2023, and you can't uh, something's free. Everybody's like. Okay, but what's yeah. the catch? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's free. Well, no, there's nothing is free. Yeah. Dude, this is absolutely free. When Linda and I came out to, uh, I guess it was, I'm trying to remember if it was a spring fling, spring fling last year or if it, it was, was a smoke out a couple of years ago, not last October, but a couple of years ago. I, I can't remember exactly, but I know that we uh, we came out here and you walk from tent to tent and there's food. There, at that time, there you. was food yeah. there and they're just giving it to you. And Linda kept saying, well, do we need to buy? And she would look at me and she'd go, do we need to buy something? Do we need, you know, what do, where do we pay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to tell you. Yep. Everything is free out here. And I, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it. That's right. It's unheard of. But, like it, it's, but it's true, right? Yep. The only thing that's not free is if you want to buy some rubs for that, from our vendors. Yeah. We have vendors set up, but the food is, is free. Yeah. People buy it. And that's another thing. They don't get it free. They buy it. Yeah. They come out here and they cook it with the intent to give it away to people yep. and to share. Where where else is that? Where else uh, is it that? It doesn't happen anywhere else. You're absolutely right about that. But uh, you are listening to the Brian Hank Show here on 960s Bull, 960sbull.com, sitting here with one of the great guys, David Watkins uh, from uh, True Smoke Barbecue. Let's talk about We keep saying this event, this event. Let's tell everybody. It's a True Smoke. Look, I'm just reading it right off your sign right there. It's a True Smoke Barbecue Spring Fling here in LaGrange, North Carolina. And uh, if people want to find out more about this, and we're going to be uh, pumping this all week long, or uh, all show long and we have been talking about it every day here on the show since we had you on on monday yeah you know we, yeah, yeah yeah we had you on that you was and, so fun too. Yeah, you, and, <laughs> you and ryan and nicole on uh monday's show but uh tell everybody where it's at uh how to get here okay. once they get here what they need to do all that you know anybody like i say eastern north carolina folks it's on fred everett road so if you're from Kinston, LaGrange, Snow Hill, you probably know where Fred Everett Road yep. is. Uh, but we, the actual venue doesn't have an, ad- an address. It's basically Chris Hatcher's backyard. Yeah. So, and it's 18 acres of backyard. What a great backyard.
backyard. What a great and backyard. And it's 3365 Fred Everett Road is the address you can use in your GPS if you're not from here. And we do have people that are not from here. We got Georgia people right there. We got Rhode Island people right there. Virginia right there. Virginia right yep. there. Yeah. So, uh, but that's, it, it, it's super easy. Fred Everett Road goes just from there's it has stops on one end that stops on the other yeah. so you're not going to just keep going if you go to one from one stop sign to another turn around and well did you see i blew right by it this morning when it was still dark <laughs> i didn't see it i did i was and i was like oh crap i'm surprised you didn't hear my tires <laughs> locked down i was holding up around that fire i had over there waiting <laughs> on you <laughs> but uh but again this is what we're going to say throughout the show. And listen, I you are I, – well, I wouldn't call you a professional. Maybe you are. Are you a professional smoker now? Man, yeah. yeah, yeah. You are, you, I, compete, well, I compete professionally as a wing. I'm a wing guy. I help, I help um, short smoke seasonings out when they do stuff. we got a little team called uh, S&W Cook Team. Uh-huh. And uh, we're, we're doing a little bit. We've gotten in a couple of SEA competitions, one of ancillary, and we're going to the world championship in – Fort Worth, Texas, uh, next March, I think it is. Wow! So we got to We want a golden ticket for that. But I do, I do compete a little bit. But I'm a backyard guy, man. And this is a backyard event. Yeah, that's totally what this is. It's just a backyard event. Well, and it's amazing. Listen, like you heard uh, David say, uh, look up Fred Everett Road, and the whole road itself is what two miles long, two and a half Maybe miles so, long. Yep. It may yep. not even be that long. Maybe so. And once you get on Fred Everett Road, whether you're coming from the what the Wayne County area, or if you're coming from Kenston and Lenora County in the Snow Hill area, yeah, all you got to do is follow the smoke once you get on Fred yeah, Everett I Road. Mean, if, you, if you come down Fred Everett Road, you, you're going to see it. Yeah, I mean, right there, we can it. sit right yeah. here and see Fred Everett Road. And also, I look to the left, and I see smoke just rolling like crazy. Yeah. So, you're going to see it. We have smoke signals up for people that are coming. <laughs> I love so it. Look to the skies. <laughs> Indeed, look to the skies. And the cool thing is, too, just there are signs for parking. That's what I love too. You had the yep, sign. Yep. That's when I locked it down this morning when I saw the sign. <laughs> but uh, you've got signs for parking. You you park. Parking is free. It's free. It's free. You know, you walk in. You see everything that's going on now. Now, what is going to is little. Let me speak English here, David. Uh, now, I know in past years you've had like balloons up. If people get here like at two o'clock in the afternoon, now is that is that happening this year? Is well, it we would love to, but helium is impossible to get right now. Is it really? It's impossible. We tried it to smoke out, and it's just just it's impossible to get. So, so I tell you what, I am. I and Linda said get his shirt size. <laughs> you remember what uh, I was telling you about mental telepathy. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I, uh, Linda, I already have. Thank you, honey. <laughs> uh, but here's what people need to know, and I'm just going to go through. This is. Let me tell you where I'm reading this off of. Off your True Smoke Barbecue page on Facebook. Uh, hey, at 7 a.m. The Brian Hanks Show live from True Smoke. Wait, wait, what? Yes, yes. <laughs> we ain't gonna us. miss that. There you go. We're going to be here until 9 a.m. this morning uh, at 8:30 today. It's going to be really neat. We're going to have it right here on the show too. The uh, the awesome William Hardy, who uh, I'm telling you, if you've been to a sporting event, if you've been to a Down East Wood Ducks game, a Kenston Indians game, an yeah. ECU football or basketball game, uh, he's done ECU baseball too. Uh, he's done a yeah. Panthers game, yeah, hadn't he? I thought I thought uh, he told us that. Um, I think that was the Great Dallas Cowboys. Is, oh, uh, he yeah, did a Great yeah, Dallas okay, Cowboys well, game. Yeah, so, so, anyway. <laughs> well, we were going to have William Hardy on the show, a little here kicking the ribs there, a little kicking the ribs. <laughs> but we're gonna uh, he's going to kick officially kick off the That's event. Right, Even right. though you guys started yesterday. Yes. But he's going to officially kick off the event by singing the national anthem. And then, uh, man, just the competitions that you – oh, dear Lord. Is <laughs> that food start, I see uh, coming here? I see something coming this way, buddy. <laughs> that is awesome. Doug Curie. But at 10 a.m. today, uh, the Offset Stick Burner Clinic. Tell people about that for for people like me, for beginners. Yeah, we got, uh, I think it's Team J3 is going to be coming in, giving people a clinic on how to keep a stick burner going <laughs> with a consistent temperature. And because uh, and, that's a real challenge for some people that are especially just getting Thank started you. out. Hey, and that's what this right event, that's what this event is about, uh-huh. is uh, – is is helping beginners that's what the page was about was helping beginners so um you know that that stick burn a lot of people have a trouble with with a fire you know and keeping it because it's really a challenge if you don't know what you're doing sometimes so we're gonna we're gonna give people pointers on how to keep a good consistent fire and and in a in a i'm not sure if it's going to be an offset smoker or what but uh it's a challenge and we're gonna let we're gonna give people a little clinic on how to do it introduce us to this gentleman who just who just well, brought us yep. huge sausages up here this is a longtime friend of mine and also an admin of trick smoke barbecue page doug curie uh he brought us some sausages is this rd jones sausage yes rd jones sausage oh. the good stuff some you have you had some not too long ago yes i did yes yep. i did yep. i uh i did it now i did it on my 
gas grill. I that's, hope that's fine. Not, that's not sacrilegious. We're not haters. Yeah. No, we're not <laughs> haters. Any kind of grill. Bring an electric grill. We don't care. <laughs> there you go. Introduce us to yourself there, Mr. Curie. Well, I'm Doug Curie from Kinston. Um, been a member of the page pretty much since the get-go. Since so, the beginning, yeah. yeah, yep. yeah. So uh, just enjoy coming out here, cooking. Being with friends, family. Well, what does the True Smoke Barbecue community, not just the page, but this whole community that we're looking around and we see, what does it mean to you, Doug? Well, when we started the page and and got it rolling, um, you know, it's all about uh, teaching people um, and just, you know, have a relaxing environment where they can learn how to do things and um, just have fun doing what you do, you know. Yeah. So... What's this man right here mean to you? Oh, he's a good friend of mine. We go <laughs> way say, back. Don't start him cursing on your radio show. <laughs> yeah, we are FCC regulated. You're FCC yeah. regulated, yeah. so uh, easy on that, Brian. <laughs> no, we, we, we joke around, have fun. And, we go back and, a long ways, yeah, uh, 20, so. 20 plus years probably. Yeah. So Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> joking. I love him. Love and David. Doug's love a big David. supporter. You know, he helps us out. Anything we need. I mean, right out of his own pocket. And it is a all the admins do that, just right yeah. out of their own pocket, and and they don't get no no compensation for it other than the invaluable uh, excitement that you get here. So, yep. well, that's awesome. What are you anticipating this week or this weekend here? Well, um, I mean, I think we're going to have a really good turnout. Uh, hopefully, the weather will hold out tomorrow. Yeah, um, maybe a little wind. Maybe a little wind, but yeah. you know that's never stopped us before. So, nah. uh, there's going to be some really good competitions. Uh, Ryan Stevenson, Shore Smoke Seasonings, did a great job of putting this together, and um, yep, he, he's really put his heart and soul in it. So, you know, how exciting is it that he's moving here man, too? That's great. I I just can't wait. You know, yep. I think it's yep. it's going to be a good addition to the, you know, lo- local people here, and you know, um, I I just really. Uh, we, we anticipated that, and it, it's going to happen, I think. So. Yep. Oh, it's going to happen. Well, that's yep. awesome. Well, tell me about this sausage we're about to try here. Well, it's R.D. Jones sausage. It's not the jalapeno, but yeah. uh, it's the regular uh, R.D. Jones sausage. Uh, Taylor Best does a great job, great supporter of True Smoke, and yep. uh, comes out here and, um, you know, brings sausage for us and, you know, just a really, really great supporter of True Smoke Barbecue. Well, yep. thank you. So, Seriously, I hope you I enjoy really do. it. Oh, I, I can pretty much guarantee you, I'm going to. Okay, I've got a little bit of Shore Smoke uh, seasonings daily grind on there. That's so. daily grind. Yeah, okay. Looks, okay, that's got a little coffee, a little coffee a little flavor coffee to it. Flavor, then, so. God bless America, it smells good. Doesn't it? <laughs> so, if I'm you sorry, haven't had coffee, you, you can have your coffee and your sausage at the same time. <laughs> well, I got it, man. I mean, it's Shore Smoke. I mean, it is amazing too. But uh, I'm glad I don't have a microphone next to my stomach right here because it's going. <laughs> Doug, thank you so much, buddy. You I appreciate much. you doing this. We and, appreciate uh, for, all you do, too. Well, you know, all I do is just talk about great, y'all. Okay? Great supporter of the page, and we, we really appreciate you a lot. So. Thank you so much, Doug. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank uh, you, a couple more minutes here with you before we get Paul Whittington up here on the line. David Watkins, thank you so much, dude. Thank you. Uh, before we get Paul Whittington up here on the line, I just did want to talk about these events. You were talking about the Offset Stick Burner Clinic that's at 10 a.m. this yes, morning. Yes. Then from 11 to 11.30, there's a chicken wing competition sponsored right. by SLS Customs and Samwell. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, that's going to be talk, – Talk for a minute because I want a bite of this sausage okay, here. Okay, go ahead. The, the, <laughs> I, I really anticipate the chicken wing competition to be – Probably one of our biggest turn-ins. Uh, like I say, last night we had 22. What's the matter? That sauce is pretty good. <laughs> we had 22 in the stew last night, but I figure we'll have way in the 20s uh, for that. And we got uh, uh, Sam Sumlin and Sam Wow. These are guys that's been around True Smoke for a while. They uh, they sponsor Sam Wow. Makes Sam Vic makes uh, sauces. He makes a really good blueberry, and his wife makes a good uh, pineapple. Uh, jalapeno habanero and uh sam summerlin he's but he makes uh boards and uh chopping blocks and cutting boards and stuff like that so they've got these guys have taken on and bought the prizes for these competitions and and made it happen so we we call them the sponsors of the competition but that's going to be a great comp that is awesome uh and I, we're not going to be able to hit each one of these but people folks listeners go to true smoke barbecue check out everything that's taking place i do want to focus on one thing uh ladies only competition uh sponsored by the country boys that's from yep. one to one 230 to 3 taco yes. competition 430 to 5 international food competition pizza burritos uh, heroes sushi yep. sponsored by shore smoke yep. uh six o'clock though this is what i want to talk about homecoming meal tell people what that is uh, the homecoming meal it's at six o'clock out here at chris hatcher estate okay so basically what everybody does if you've ever been to a homecoming meal at a church we do the same thing here 
uh, we, we line up tables in the center of the venue and they, we just, just, everyone just cooks a dish or a two or three, some four, some just cook a dessert, some just bring out a vegetable. But, uh, for instance, R.D. Jones packing has donated a whole hog, David Gordon. Um, he will, he'll be, uh, he'll be cooking a whole hog. He's got it over there prepping it right now. So there's going to be, and, and we're not going to charge you nothing for this. Nothing at all. You took away my question, but yeah. I just want people to know again, this is free. It's there free. are no, and this is what, again, for people who may just be joining us, people think, oh, nothing's free. This is free. Yep. It costs you nothing. The only thing you need to do, and everybody's now going, oh, wait. Just be a member of the True Smoke Barbecue page. Just be page. a member of True Smoke Barbecue. And how yeah. much does that cost, David? Just to, just your just your your thumbs on your phone and make it happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't tell you the people that have came out to our past homecoming meals and be like, so we just get a plate and start. <laughs> uh, that's all that's you a, do. I say, yes, yes. No one's going to charge you. Go. And they're like, are you sure? And I don't know. They'll, they'll keep looking at me while there's just, <laughs> but it's free. It's free. And we'll have 35, 40 feet of food laid out on table. It's going to be amazing. Uh, DJ Fred Rouse is also going to be Tonight, pro, pro, gonna providing be music time. while we're eating, right? Everybody, yep. Everybody loves Fred Rouse. He puts on a really good show. Yeah, he he's been our DJ a couple times, and uh, we we love Fred. He's a, he's a great supporter of True Smoke Barbecue. Well, let me tell you what my plan is tonight because I did tell I had the North North and South North baseball coaches on last night. They're uh, or yesterday morning show. I'm sorry, they're playing tonight right over here at North Lenore. I'm not sure if I'm pointing the right <laughs> direction. Back there. But, yeah, but that way, what three miles from here? So uh -huh. what I'm going to do is I'm going to come. Have my, you know, eat. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Linda and I were coming here tonight. Then we're going to the North North South North game. Cool. And then we'll be back tomorrow because awesome. I get to judge a competition. A fun one, too, for sure. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, listen, we're, we, I'm running out of time. In fact, we're over time now because I really do need to give uh, Paul a call. Just go to the best way to tell people is go to True Smoke Barbecue. That's right. That's uh, on right. Facebook, that's all you have to do. You got the whole thing on there. You got an award ceremony at 5. Excuse me, at 5 o'clock. Man, that sausage is good. It's man. good stuff. Uh, but uh, we're going to be uh, myself and Sheriff Jackie Rogers. Yep. And Brian North yes, from WCTI yes, uh, yes. Uh, News Channel 12 are going to be ju judging the Chopped Challenge featuring uh, – uh, and I, I know somebody dropped out, you told me. Which one? Uh, the, there was a Wicked Pirates dropped out, but we picked up off the rack I in love place it. of Wicked Pirates. So. I love it. Uh, but uh, several several people – oh, look, there's Caps Trailers. Oh, yeah, he's they a huge sponsor. He, he sponsors uh, Fred Rouse for us tonight. Well, I'm telling you, Jim Caps is one of the good guys in this area, yep. okay? I yep. mean, you know that. I don't have to tell yeah, you he's that. He's been a sponsor sure. for a couple of years now. And we, he's, been, he's, he's a good fit. He's yeah. a good fit. He's awesome. But uh, listen, the easiest thing, you're going to be rejoining us at the top of the next hour. Sure, sure. Or actually at the tail end of this hour and the top of the next hour. Uh, I should tell everybody – you know, usually Linda, hot Linda, uh, you know, executive producers a show. Yeah. It's David Watkins today, executive oh, producing the show today. He's got me all over, set Linda. up here. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you're, you're hooking me up with guests. I know we're going to have. Extra large. <laughs> I know we're going to have Ryan Stevenson joining us. Uh, who else do, does it look like we're going to have in the next hour? Uh, I'm not sure who he's got, but uh, he, he was trying to get up with a couple of these, uh, the, 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 the people that are sponsoring the competitions. So he's a co-executive producer. Yes, 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 exactly. He's doing the footwork right now. <laughs> I love it. Listen, uh, thank you so much, dude. Thank, thank you. you for everything. Man, God, I, I'm going to get pa – Paul will go for a while, so I'm going to say, Paul, uh, explain this a little bit in depth. Because <laughs> I'm eating this sausage, man. Yeah, this is yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for letting yep, us be a part you. of this. Thank I mean it. Thank I'll be you, back. David. Yep. Very good. Okay. Uh, tell you what, let's get uh, – uh, <laughs> Linda just sent me – Um, <laughs> I don't think she's real happy about that, but – Anyway, listen, let's, uh, let me thank our title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. It's Lenore Community College for almost 65 years. Uh, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenton at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And uh, joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line, as I'm out here, I got to tell you, Paul, you as, as a, a griller as you are and as the, the chef that you are, I'm going to make you a little bit jealous. You wish you were out here at the spring fling with me, man. It's, 
it smells so good. I've got a, a fresh sausage here in front of me. Dude, it's just it's an amazing event, dude. I have to remember we have FCC regulations. <laughs> cannot say anything. Uh, I'd be out there if you had told me it was happening until before an hour ago. Are you text- serious? No, I probably wouldn't have been there. It's <laughs> See, been, don't, it, make me, don't make me feel that guilty <laughs> then because you know I would have invited you. It's, it's, been, it's been a week, and, and I'm glad to be at the finish line. But, uh, man, I'm, I'm beyond ready for the weekend. Sorry, I thought you were going to go a little bit longer. I was taking a bite out of my sausage here. <laughs> FCC regulations. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, I tell you what, uh, we have you on every week because we, uh, mm-hmm. and especially as we moved you to Friday, like I said, I guess it's three weeks ago. Uh, so we could uh, do a, a much longer preview of the NASCAR race. And, man, we've got a good one coming yep. up. I, I anticipate a very good one coming up this weekend in Richmond. I kind of want to go, but I don't think I can. Uh, tickets are still available. And, you know, this is a race that uh, Scott and I went to last year. Mm-hmm. We went to yeah, uh, the, right. the Richmond Spring Race and, and actually had a blast. It was, it was a pretty good time. But uh, we're going to get to that in a little bit. I want to take a look back, though, at COTA last week uh the circuit of the americas uh a, a great competition there last weekend as mm-hmm. i'm trying to get it pulled up here on my uh <sighs> yeah, tyler reddick yeah. uh, the 2311 there you go the 2311 tyler reddick car uh wins it i know that nascar has to be happy because now three consecutive weeks in a row we had a chevy winner two weeks ago uh, we or I guess three weeks ago we had a Ford winner two weeks ago, and then this past week we got a Toyota. You got to think that kind of of uh, spreading it out really makes NASCAR happy, doesn't it? It does because I mean NASCAR wants parity, but they also want you know, all their manufacturers happy. You want to get as many sponsors happy as you can, and now three weeks in a row you've sent all three manufacturers to victory lane. So that's definitely something to be proud of. Uh, I, I thought Tyler Reddick ran a great race, the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix. Yes, it's Grand Prix. Anytime you have Grand Prix in there, you got to say it with, with a little bit of a, a pretentious <laughs> kind of kind of kind of way of saying a Grand Prix. Um, it, it was a phenomenal race. Uh, they they put on a great show. A, a lot of cautions there at the end. It took them like an hour and a half to run like the final five laps or, or whatever it was because. You have cautions, then you get down to caution speed. Your pace and parade laps about three laps under caution. It's a three and a half mile track, and then you put them back under the green, and then melee ensues. Then you got to stack them up, do it all over again. Um, but the best car won, and that's what that's what it's all about, right? We've been talking about this for for two weeks now. We talked about it when Joey Logano went to Victory Lane a couple of weeks ago, and and now with Tyler Reddick, the best car won. Um, the best car all weekend. The, that 45 team unloaded great. They were they were the best car on the short runs, and that's what they needed there at the end. And and they could get separation, and that was key. Uh, was was getting separation from the second, third, and fourth place cars, and and not putting yourself in a position to be moved out of the way uh, on on one of the final braking zones. Uh, so they they were able to pull away from the field, put on a great show, and and took that Monster Energy Toyota to victory lane. Congratulations to. So the 45 team to uh, 2311 Racing, I, I really, really honestly believed we'd see Joe Gibbs in victory lane before we saw 2311 Racing, but um, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, a young team with, with a lot to prove, and, and they're in need of a big season. Doggone it, you caught me again, dude. <laughs> I'm not even playing because I was like, Well, stop eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very unprofessional on my part. That voice goes to Paul Whittington. He is our NASCAR expert, our NHL net, uh, expert. We're talking about the Coda race last week in Austin, Texas. Here's what bothered me, dude. Mm-hmm. And I mean this with all sincerity. I mean, I appreciate, especially when someone goes out and dominates, and I even mean that if it's a Chevy, you know I mean? And what yeah. I was concerned about last week, uh, Paul, was that, that they were going to take the win away from Tyler Reddick. He really did. Don- I didn't really get a chance to watch a lot of the race. I watched pretty much the entire third segment of it. Mm-hmm. And he was. I mean, even when they bunched him back up, I mean, he would jump out ahead. And I just kept thinking, there's nothing worse to me. I remember this happening to Davey Allison, if this tells you anything, back in yeah. the 90s in Charlotte, a race that he had dominated the entire race and led 90% of the laps. And they kept doing, you know, uh, 
not competition cautions, but uh, what is it when there's like uh, stuff out on debris. the train? Yeah, debris. Thank debris. you. Thank you. You know that debris, but then the camera's trying to find the debris and they can't <laughs> find it anywhere. And I kept thinking that's what they were trying to do to Tyler Reddick last week. But I'm glad that he did hold on a win. What does this mean for 2311? What does it mean for Tyler Reddick that, uh, again, like we talked about Joey Logano a week ago, he's already got that win out of the way and he knows he's going to be in the hunt for the championship? Well, well, that's what it means for Tyler Reddick. Right now you're in the playoffs. You you can kind of put that in, that goal in the rearview mirror and, and focus on, on building your standing in the playoffs. You know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the penalties. We have an update on that for Hendrick Motorsports, but we were talking about the, the penalties levied to, to Hendrick Motorsports that you you're, you lose all those playoff points, and those playoff points for stage wins, for race wins, and all that stuff are so critically important to, to basically ensure yourself kind of a first-round buy. So so now they can focus on that. For 23-11 racing, I, I think it means that, you know, the the 45 team, you know, they went to victory lane with Kurt Busch last year. Now they've gone to victory lane with Tyler Reddick. We know that car is fast. Now you just have to take all that momentum and keep building on it. So for, for 23-11 racing and the 45 team, I think it means last year wasn't a fluke. We know the equipment's fast. We know that if we put good drivers in it, that car can drive to the front and compete for wins. And now you just have to keep doing it, right? And we know that Tyler Reddick's a great driver, and we know that Kurt Busch is still heavily involved. And and just keep building on that momentum and, and bring the 23, 23 car along with you. Um, I thought it was really cool uh, there at the end of the race. Uh, as much as I didn't like the, the homerism on the broadcast, I, I did think it was really cool uh, to, to hear Kurt Busch get emotional about that was his ride, and unfortunately, things forced him out of the ride, and he he got to watch uh, got to watch his car go to victory lane. A very proud moment for him, but uh, I know he certainly wishes that he could have been driving the car to the checker. You know what? And you bring up a good point. Not even a question that I had for you, but it as you were just perfect naturally segueing, Paul. What, what, where do we stand with Kurt Busch? Is he formally retired now? I mean, I, and I hate the way he got knocked out of last year, and we kept thinking, well, he's going to be back. And I remember talking to you. Well, hopefully he'll be back in two or three races. And then I, two or three races later, I'd ask you, and, well, you know, now it's looking like it might be another month. And then it turned out he never came back. Is his career over, dude? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I don't think he's been cleared to, to race yet. Um, but Kurt Busch wants to and and will go out on his own terms and so he has left the door open and in all of the in all of the media interviews and stuff that he's done he's left the door open and it sounds like if if he wants to run a couple of one-off races they just got to put a car together i don't know if you've noticed this but sponsorship for uh, a kurt bush race to come back not going to be hard to come by because if you paid close attention there was there was something very specific on Kurt Busch's lapel while he was broadcasting the race the other day, and that was the Monster Energy logo. Um, Kurt Busch is still very much involved with with Monster Energy and and all their activations that they do around various sports. Uh, Kurt Busch is actually very involved uh, with the Monster Energy team on on the PBR circuit. Uh, PBR has monster energy athletes and, and they actually title sponsor the, uh, the Unleash the Beast store, which is like the cup series version of bull riding. Um, they are the title sponsor of that and Kurt Busch heavily involved in that is always at those events where all his monster energy get up. Uh, he is still very much a monster energy athlete. So that, that right there tells me that if he wants to come back for a race or two this year, as long as 2311 can secure a race car, and I don't see that being a problem, uh, Kurt Busch has sponsorship to be able to do so i love it and i'll say this and i hope it doesn't come across as too caustic or rude or whatever but if something like this had to happen to a bush brother why couldn't yeah. it have been the other because i've always liked <laughs> kurt bush kurt bush is uh, he's very genial he's always he seems like he's been you know very well liked in the you know uh you know on the track and by fans yeah. and yet you've got you know this yahoo that uh I don't know, dude. I, we'll just leave it at that, dude. But I'm not wrong, right? Well, you're forgetting a good portion of the early 2000s. Um, Kurt Busch was not very popular when he okay. was at Roush. Uh, hey, you got to remember, Bush I wasn't was, much of a fan. Yeah. I wasn't really covering it then, so you got to forgive me for that one, okay? You go back to his days driving the number 97 Sharpie Rubbermaid Ford for Jack Roush Racing. Uh, 
he was he was very he was more like Kyle back then than really? he is like Kurt today. Yeah, yeah. It was he was he was a hothead race car driver. Mouse got him in trouble quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> his on track antics got him in trouble quite a bit. Um, but he has kind of like his brother mellowed out in his old age. And, and Kurt Busch went through some very humbling times. Uh, he lost a, a premier ride and, and basically had to reset his career, go out in really bad underfunded equipment and race his way back into a premium ride. And, and that's what he did. So it, through, through all those humbling experiences that Kurt Busch went through, he's, he's come out, I think, a better race car driver and a better person. Uh, and definitely one of the more likable personalities in the sport today. Absolutely. I can't agree with you more on that. Again, uh, on the line with us right now, Paul Whittington. He is our NASCAR uh, insider. He's our NASCAR guy who uh, just knows everything about the sport, and uh, we were talking about – I tell you what, before, I do want to talk about the penalties, about uh, the Hendrick uh, Motorsports penalties. But uh, anything else to wrap up uh, your observations from COTA? Nope. Nope, time to go short track racing. <laughs> and I can't wait. We're going to preview that here in a second. One of my favorite tracks. I mean, now, don't get it twisted. It's no, uh, it is definitely no uh, North Wilkesboro, which, uh, you know, of nope. course, we're going to have to get into as we always do every week. But uh, what is going on with Hendrick? You, uh, you kind of teased it a couple of moments ago, a few minutes ago. Uh, what's going on with those penalties? Yeah, well, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, they got to the racetrack, went through a non-mandatory inspection and uh, the hood louvers or the hood vents on, on the hood of the race cars were confiscated by NASCAR. The crew chiefs were suspended for four weeks and each fined a hundred thousand dollars. Drivers were issued a 100 driver and owner point penalty. And then a, I think a 10 point, 10 point. Is that right? That seems low. <laughs> they were issued a playoff point penalty. That went to, and then the same thing happened with the Justin Haley car uh, the same week. Um, I forget the race already. Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix. Uh, the same thing happened with um, the Justin Haley car that weekend. And College Racing will have their their penalty hurt or their, their appeal heard this coming Wednesday. But Hendrick Motorsports had their appeal heard on Wednesday. And the decision was made to uphold the monetary penalty for the crew chiefs and to uphold the suspension. However, the decision was made to give the drivers the points back. Ah, so that reshuffled okay. our points again, uh, which tells me a couple of things. A, it tells me that, you know, when you, when you go to the racetrack, the cars are supposed to be legal. From the time you load them up on the hauler to go to the racetrack, you're supposed to have a legal race car. Um, it, it's not bring an illegal car to the track and make it legal. It's bring a legal car to the track, right? So I, I think this is a couple of things. A, I think it's a, we, we had some bad parts and we didn't know what to do, so we just showed up to the track with them anyway, and we weren't supposed to do that. We didn't follow the process in, on, the, on, on, the, on the team prepping car side, and, and that is the crew chief's responsibility. But this is also, in my opinion, the appeals board holding NASCAR accountable for checking their manufacturers, their single source manufacturers that are building these parts, right? Yeah. So that's why the, I think that's why they rescinded the driver penalties because um, A, the drivers, the drivers didn't do anything. Like they're, they're typically not anymore. They used to be at the race shop all week. That's not really a thing anymore. These drivers show up on Sunday, race the cars and go back and live in their lives. Um, while the crew chiefs and the, and the crew guys go back to the, to the shop and, and build the cars and, and practice pit stops all week and, and all that kind of stuff. But so, so to me, this pen, this decision from the national motorsports uh, appeals board basically said, yeah, the crews were responsible for bringing an illegal car to the racetrack, but the drivers, um, they, they didn't do anything wrong here, and somebody's got to be held accountable for making sure that the, the parts the teams are receiving meets the specifications from NASCAR and from the OEMs. And if you look at the last seven penalties that have gone to an appeals board, the appeals board has only actually upheld two of the penalties. They have either wiped away or reduced 
five of the last seven. Wow. Uh, and I and I think I think on Wednesday we're going to hear um, the, the appeals board is going to hear the college racing appeal for for Justin Haley. I can't imagine because here it's a it's a it's a very clear precedent. I can't imagine that one going any different. Um, and then we're also going to hear hear the uh, the Denny Hamlin appeal on Thursday. And so I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens there. Well, I'll I'll speak to the last one before the prior ones. I you and I talked in depth last week, so we're not going to you know spend yeah. ten minutes on this. But the Denny Hamlin thing, he did to himself, Paul Whittington. In my opinion, I think you throw the book at him, and I mean, not throw the book, but just uphold the uh, the penalties that have been assessed against him. It is what it is. I mean, you don't get on your podcast or anywhere. You don't talk to your buddies who might have an open mic and admit, you know what, I wrecked him. I mean, dude, I, I still just can't get over. You know what, if this was a second or third year guy, and that's the only thing I'm going to say about it, and I guess I'd love your reaction. If this is a second or third year guy that did that, you know what, hey, live and learn we're talking danny hamlin here paul whittington i mean a guy that is if he's not the longest serving uh racer on the on the circuit right now he's definitely in the top three or four and you know that much better than i do i I just still can't get over and i hope and listen i mean i like danny hamlin i mean we're not talking about you know kyle bush or somebody like that i'm talking about a guy this i like danny hamlin i pull for danny hamlin but what he did was stupid and i hope the penalties upheld dude yeah, I, I think what he did is stupid. Um, again, I, I don't. <laughs> How many times were you going to use that word, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think anything that he. I think if he hadn't said anything at all, um, then we we're not here talking about it. But but I guess where where I get suspicious, like I think it was a bonehead thing for him to do to go on his podcast and see what he said, but. I think NASCAR's officiating of the race has to stop when everybody leaves the racetrack. Oh, I mean, you, no. you, you think about like, think about like your, your Virginia Cavaliers, the year they won the national championship. If somebody had said three weeks later, Oh yeah, we used, uh, we were, we switched the basketballs when nobody was looking <laughs> like, or we used an ineligible player or something like that, which would be yeah, even better. Yeah. But, Right. I mean, it's, do you go back and, and strip the, strip the title? You know, we didn't take away, um, any, anything really from the Patriots when we found out they were deflating footballs. We didn't take away anything from the Houston Astros when we found out they were stealing signs. And, and that was a very public thing. Although I guess the exception in those cases where nobody really admitted it. Um, Denny Hamlin took to Twitter earlier this week. He said, just as a reminder, I went on a podcast and apparently broke three rules 24 hours after the race, $50,000 and 25 points. I, I think you have to draw a line when the, the officiating stops. And, and I get that, you know, as you're representing sponsors and all this stuff, there has to be some level of accountability. But I don't think NASCAR should, uh, the competition director or whoever for NASCAR should be riding down the road in their car on their way to work, hear something they don't like on the radio and, go slap somebody with a $25,000 fine. Well, here, and I agree with you. And Paul, you, you are the voice of, uh, intelligence and the voice of reason. 99.8% of the time, this is your 0.2% that you're, you're wrong, dude. No, man. So you're telling me, okay, let's talk about this race this past weekend, the Coda race, Tyler Reddick, uh, gets on a podcast and brags that, Hey, we were using, I don't know, uh, an illegal tow bar. I don't know something, you know, and they, and NASCAR didn't catch it. <laughs> you don't think he should be penalized for that. We got, we got away with that. Let me finish. Yeah. We got, we got away with it. We used it. Like I said, that's as innocuous a piece as I can think of. We used an illegal windshield wiper. Like I, when I messaged you and I was like, what is that? A win- What's that windshield wiper looking thing on the windshield? And what did you say? It's a windshield wiper. <laughs> it's a windshield wiper. I was like, oh, well, you know, that would make sense. But uh, but, but I'm being serious. Let's say that something integral that they really need, and he admits on a podcast or on something and says, hey, ha, 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 we got away with it. We, we, we screwed NASCAR. We used this illegal piece that helped us win the race. You don't think that there should be some retribution for that? I, I see your point. 
I, I guess I think that if it's, if it's something that gave you a performance advantage, I think maybe that's a different conversation. Um, then you washed up the racetrack and you just so happened to bring somebody with you. And, and NASCAR saying that he modified the, the outcome of the race. Um, I, I just don't know how much of that is, is true. You, you were going to wash up the racetrack anyway. You were probably going to take somebody else out. So you, you made sure you took a, a one particular car out. You didn't change the running order for the whole field, which is kind of what NASCAR insinuated with their penalty. Um, but no, I, I see your point. I think if, I think if you're, if you go on a podcast and say, oh yeah, we, we modified a part and NASCAR didn't exactly, catch it. Uh-huh, exactly. We got away with it. I, I think that's a different argument um, because now you're blatantly saying we got one over on NASCAR. You're also a, you're also an idiot if you do that because if you got away with it once, you're definitely trying to get away with it again. And if you go on a podcast and say you got away with it, there's no chance you're getting away with it again. But um, no, I, I think that's a slightly different argument. I think if you go on NASCAR or you go on uh, some sort of podcast or radio show or whatever, and you say yeah, I, we did something to our car that gave us a significant performance advantage that NASCAR didn't catch. I think that's a different argument than going back and saying something like what Denny Hamlin said. But here's where I draw the line. And and one thing that I despise about NASCAR is they have a tendency for making the rules up as they go. And I don't hey, love hey, that can about I tell you sport. something, dude? They've been doing that since yep. it started. Okay. I know. I know. I know. I, I don't love that about NASCAR, but – if the rule book says once the race results are, are official and we have turned the car back over to to the team and found nothing wrong and we certify the results of the race, if somebody comes out and says, yeah, we did something the NASCAR didn't catch, I don't think NASCAR should officiate it. I really don't. Maybe a monetary fine, but I, I don't think you should lose points or have your, or have your win stripped because – the rule book is, is clear in that it says once the resor- results are certified and we've done our teardown inspection of the winner's car and all this kind of stuff, then it is what it is. I don't, I, I, well, if, the, hey. if, if the rule book doesn't allow for it, then you shouldn't be able to do it. Well, I can appreciate your opinion, but you're wrong. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> there you go. Happy, happy to be wrong from time to time. It's, this is like the one. Once out of a blue moon that I'm wrong, so I'm, I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. Listen, Paul Whittington <laughs> on our Spence Automotive guest line right now, and let's thank Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car service. It's where you should go to, located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building. Next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lot, Spence Automotive is owned by our good friend and local sports writing legend, Keith Spence. They're open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011. The next time you need your car service when you need new tires, and tell him the Brian Hank Show sent you. And, again, thank you so much, Spence Automotive, for being the sponsor of our Spence Automotive guest line, which is where we have I Paul. Got- Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. No, I am. I am. Go ahead. <laughs> I got one more note on Denny Hamlin. Please. And then, and then we'll move on from him. Did you see what he did this week on his Actions Detrimental YouTube page? And, I did and not. the bracket that he, I, he came out with. So, I didn't. So he has, ranked, he has ranked the top eight most detrimental moments of his career <laughs> and is breaking it down piece by piece in, in a bracket and then – narrowing it down to the most detrimental moment of his career. And and we talk about wrecking Chase Elliott at Martinsville. We talk about going on a podcast and saying something stupid. We talk about <laughs> his feud with Ross Chastain. We talk about a, an incident with, with Joey Logano a couple of years of, a couple of years ago at Martinsville. Like he's got all eight of these moments where he he and a combination of somebody else have been a bonehead on the racetrack. He's done something that uh, has made him maybe look a little bit foolish and he is Breaking it down, getting you all the way down to the number one most uh, detrimental thing in his career. I I thought that was a good way to kind of put play. It is, and you know, it's very self-deprecating. And as a, as a fan, like I said, and I'm a fan of Denny Hamlin. I mean, it, let's not get it twisted. I'm not trying to, you know, crucify the man here. It's a I have not seen. Send me a link to that. I'd love to see that. Okay. 
Okay, well, let us take a look at uh, this week's race uh, and all the events that are taking place in Richmond this weekend. One of the traditional NASCAR stops. I mean, uh, I'm a huge fan. Like I said, Scott and I went last year to it at the last moment. Do you remember that whole story of how he and I ended up in Richmond last year? Um, vaguely, yeah. We were sitting. Always, at, we we were eating breakfast. Happens. No, go ahead. It always happens on my drill weekend. I'm always uh, very disconnected from it. Well, we're sitting out on my deck eating breakfast, okay? Just out there eating mm-hmm. breakfast. And and he, I don't remember what was it, something. He was down about something. And uh, me and he and I and your mom and we're sitting there. And I looked at the calendar and I'm like, Richmond races today, right? And he said, yeah, dude, we literally literally got up at i don't even remember 10 o'clock 10 30 jumped in the car drove to richmond watched the race drove back and we were back home by nine o'clock at night dude it was one of the coolest things uh that i've ever done just on spur of the moment dude and had a blast other than freezing to death i mean we did it was it i dude it was uh it was chilly let's just leave it at that we both stupidly wore shorts and t-shirts okay <laughs> other than that man it was a great trip we had a good time last year but get us ready for richmond yeah we're going short track racing this weekend race number one of three on the the kind of short track stretch that we're getting ready to run we're going to run richmond this weekend and we're going to go to the bristol dirt next weekend and then we're going to go to to martinsville in just a couple of weeks and then the the short track schedule is done in a very big way because the very next week we go to talladega <laughs> but right now we're we're at the Richmond Raceway, uh, uh, the Toyota Owners 400 this weekend. This is a track, Brian, that Toyota runs well at. If you look at the last 15 races, nine of the last 15 races have been won by a Toyota. In that span, Chevrolet has three wins. Ford has three wins. But the winningest driver in that stretch is Martin Truex Jr., who has three wins uh, in the last 15 races. So he has three of those nine Toyota race wins over the last 15 races, a playground for Toyota, as it should be. It's a race sponsored by Toyota, the Toyota Owners 400. We get the NASCAR Xfinity Series and the NASCAR Cup Series this weekend at Richmond. We also get the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, but they are down at the Texas Motor Speedway this weekend. Well, I got to tell you, man, nothing makes me happier. And I even like it when it happens to Ford. Then, you know, uh, usually the race up in Michigan, in Brooklyn, Michigan, is a, a Ford-sponsored race. And it, it just because, you know, it kind of sticks it to NASCAR a little bit that, you know, they've got this. You know they want a Ford in uh, Victory Lane. Or like you said, even this weekend in Richmond, they want a, a Toyota in Victory Lane. I, it does my heart good when uh, – when, when another car just uh, rises up or another uh, make rises up and uh, wins that. I just think it's kind of cool. Well, this it's that time of the week when – is that time of the week when uh, you are going to give us uh, your predictions. Uh, and I tell you what, throw throw Craftsman, uh, that Craftsman in there too. Throw Xfinity in there. Who do you, uh, who do you have winning uh, races this weekend? Yeah, I think um... – Ooh, that's a that's a tough one. Now that I got to think about the Craftsman Truck Series, but uh, for for this weekend, I mean, I, I I think it's just it's really really hard for me to bet against the Hendrick Chevrolets right now. Even though historically they haven't run well at Richmond, this has been not been a great racetrack for them. Um, but but they are, in my opinion, the class of the field. They're running up front every single week, and they got a little momentum back. They got a little bit more pep in their step this weekend because. Those drivers are back at the top of the point standings now that their points have been reinstated. Um, so I, I think I like Alex Bowman this weekend okay. in the NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe go Justin Allgaier in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. We'll go Zane Smith. Um, he had a big win last week in the Truck Series. I, I think he capitalizes on that and goes back to victory lane in Texas this weekend. One thing to keep in mind about Richmond, it's a three-quarter of a mile racetrack. Uh, they say that turn number one is the easiest corner to make in, in the entire NASCAR Cup Series circuit. Um, they, it's a wide wide racetrack, in my opinion. It, it's a short track that runs a little bit like a mile and a half. These cars get spread out. Um, there's multiple grooves of racing, and you you kind of run run the wall near about all the way around the racetrack. You, you maybe spend a little bit of time uh, at, the, at the bottom of the corner before you wash back up the racetrack. Uh, after corner entry, um, and then the quickest the quickest way to the start and finish line up off of turn number four is riding that wall as close as you can. Um, it's it's 
a track that produces a lot of really long green flag runs. So maybe a little bit of a pitch strategy will play a factor this weekend. We'll wait and see. But Richmond always a great time. But it makes every every time we go to Richmond, I get excited because it means we're going to Bristol and then we're going to March. There you go. Okay, well, that's our NASCAR talk. We, uh, I'm sorry I've only saved a couple of minutes or about three or four minutes here for NHL talk, but I got to ask, man. And I was worried about this when, when Svechnikov went down, but the Hurricanes have now lost four of their last five games. I mean, they. Yeah. I, how did they lose at Detroit last night, dude? I mean, I I thought it weren't they up two to nothing, or it was two to one at least that the Canes were up. But again, they've now lost three in a row, four of the last five. They're only one point up on New Jersey for first place and for the second seed out of the Eastern Conference. Are are these scary times right now for our Canes? Yeah, they're they're a little bit scary. Yeah, they're only one point up on on New Jersey right now, but. They do have a game in hand. New Jersey's played seventy-five. The Canes have only played seventy-four. So you have a little bit of you have a little bit of wiggle room to, to try to gain a little separation. That being said, the schedule doesn't really get any easier. We've got a we've got even even more tough games coming up um, over over the next few days, really. And we're, we're going to see Detroit again. That, that's the last home game of the season. Um, the Canes were up two to one. Uh, Started the second period off 42 seconds into the second period with a Brett Burns goal. Um, and then about four minutes later, Jacob Slavin finds the back of the net. Uh, Dylan Larkin tied it up for the Red Wings going out of the second period um, or just about three minutes later. So it was tied at two at the end of the second period. We didn't get any goals at all in the third period for the first 19 minutes and 56 seconds of a 20-minute period. Uh. And you guessed it, with four seconds left to go, Jake Wallman finds the back of the net for the Detroit Red Wings, and they're able to, to get out of there with, with a 3-2 to two win. Uh, not the way you want to go down if you're, if you're the Carolina Hurricanes. They, I'm sure they would if they were going to go down, they'd probably rather go down in, um, in, in overtime, but just not the way the – the cards were dealt yesterday. 33 shots on goal for the Hurricanes, the Red Wings 22, um, but but 0 for 3 on the power play again. And and you, you just you just can't win games if you go 0 for 3 on the power play. The Red Wings went 1 for 3. Uh, that that goal that they found, the, uh, that Dylan Larkin goal there at the end of the, or midway through the second period that tied the game back up was a power play goal. Uh, so you need more from, from your penalty kill, and you certainly need more from your power play. Four and seven since March 11th. I just did the math here, uh, Paul, and that pretty much coincides with us losing Svechnikov. I don't remember the exact date that we lost him, but it's it's right in that window. Is that the main reason why the Hurricanes are struggling the way they are right now? Is it? It can't be just because of one player, or or is it? No, I, I don't think it's because of one player. I, I, I think it's a combination of things. Um, yeah, Svech is a is a is a key player, but but I mean, you remember. Uh, Sebastian Ajo going down earlier this year. He's one of your alternate captains. He's a, he's a big scorer. He went down during that big winning winning streak, and they won seven games without him. Uh, they Jacob Slavin goes down for for a couple of weeks, and the, and the Canes continued to win during that time. Um, I don't think any one of these players is the is the ultimate key to success. I think they all play a role. I don't think any one role is bigger than the other. Um, but yeah, Svech is Svech is part of the winning equation, and and I think the Canes can still win without him. I think they're playing they're playing a lot of games right now. A lot, uh, you know, like you look at the past two weeks, and they've had two or three games where they've had to go back to back. Like uh, they're they're playing a lot of hockey right now. They're traveling a lot, and and that weighs on a team, especially late in the season. And and you know maybe the pressure's off a little bit because you punched your ticket to the playoffs, but you certainly want to be the one seed coming out of the Metropolitan Division because you don't want to have to maybe meet the Rangers or, or whatever in the, in the first round. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough to say, but, but ultimately my gut tells me it's not because of Svetch. I think it's a myriad of factors kind of, kind of just going against the Canes at, at this particular moment. And at the wrong time of the season for me, we literally have 30 seconds here. What's the biggest difference between the second seed and the third seed? And we definitely want to be the two seed as well. I guess what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, you, you definitely want to be the two seed. Okay. Because if you're the two seed, you get you get a wild card team, and right now that's it's like either the Islanders or, or the or the Penguins. 
Okay. Well, very good. Well, listen, uh, Paul Whittington is always our NASCAR insider, our NHL expert uh, here on the Brian Hanks show uh, every Friday. Dude, thank you so much. Uh, before we talk to you next week, we'll have the Richmond race. We'll have four more games for the Hurricanes play between now and next week. Dude, thank you so much for joining us this morning here on the show. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Sounds good. Have a great weekend. See ya. Uh, you too. That is Paul Whittington uh, again. Uh, like I said, uh, every Friday here on the show, I uh, appreciate him joining us. We are wrapping up our first hour here out live at the True Smoke Barbecue Spring Fling in LaGrange. Uh, coming up in our second hour, David Watkins, Ryan Stevenson, and a cast of thousands on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.